hey guys, welcome to the episode number seven of Just a Chat With. I'm Andrew Dobie. My co-host Lewis is not here today, he is sick in bed, so get well soon Lewis. We're here today with Victoria and Marius, co-founders of Sane7 for episode seven. That's just happened by chance, or was it perfectly planned, who knows. Uh, Victoria is the face of Sane7 and heads up the photography and production. And previously, Victoria was the creative director at the Collective Magazine, a visiting lecturer of the Fashion and Communi Co Communication course, easy for me to say, at John Moore's University. Marius is a contributing creative director and also focuses on business strategy and brand development for Sane7. He's the editor at S7, which is their publishing company, and he also has a PhD in psychology. Very intelligent. Sane <laughs> um, 7 is an award-winning portrait and advertising photography duo that formed in 2014. Uh, really well known for creative portraits of philanthropists, um, entrepreneurs and business leaders from brands like Tesco, Liverpool FC, Rolls-Royce, Bentley and loads and loads more. Sane 7 have done some work for the likes of Jimmy Choo uh, and Simba Sleep. Uh, for which they won MIFA's Advertising Photographer of the Year. They have been named one of the 200 best ad photographers worldwide and they have also written a book called None of Us Are Super, Superman, um, an inspirational uh, business book which has won a silver prize at, also at the MIFA Awards. That was a mouthful. Well, th <laughs> thank you for coming and... Uh, that was really impressive yeah. to listen. <laughs> Tell me more about myself. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, you always like listen to yourself and think. Ooh. It's always funny, isn't it, when you hear it all down on paper things that you've uh, that you you've just you're just doing, isn't it? So I suppose you know. First of all, for uh, listeners, people who are watching um, on YouTube, can you tell us a little yeah. bit about Saint Seven? How you got started? What was the startup story, and why did it? And why and where did it all begin? Well, it started in 2014, as you said, yeah. and. Uh, I guess we kind of started since then because we wanted to, to create more independently and um, five years ago when I was part of the magazine I felt like it was a fantastic time. I spent a lot of time being there, photographing, meeting incredible people but when I felt like it was the time to change the path and just to go by myself and to explore what it means, uh, you know, what that path would lead you to. And, uh, yeah, I think it's difficult for us to talk because our stories are so different and mm -hmm. uh, we'll need double the time. Cause, <laughs> yeah, cause, well, we have uh, time, we've got time. Yeah, <laughs> we have different answers to all your questions, <laughs> so, so you'll have to ask only one of us. But uh, yeah, because I think, uh, you know, we've been around for a few years now and uh, we started more as a business and then you don't know anything about business, so you try to learn uh, you know, from everyone and yeah. then you start building a brand, but then eventually you realize, well, actually, I'm not a business, I'm not really a brand, I'm just you know, me. We are just yeah. us with you know, our big dreams and uh, our goal is like everyone else's goal is to find you know, kind of the greatest amount of happiness doing the things you love and yeah. uh, creativity happens to be that thing and then you go and try to find people, uh, you know, will benefit from your creativity and then uh, you know but then you still need to go and open L an LTD you know and yeah. uh, and make it sound uh, like a brand but yeah. uh, and, and so for the people listening you know 
you guys are life partners as well as business partners. Yeah. At so, the moment, yes. <laughs> <laughs> We're working on the divorce. Yeah. <laughs> We've been there for 16 years, so hopefully another 100 years. Yeah, so I suppose when you started then, Victoria, did you start first? Did you jump out? Were you in a, a, a secure job, Marius? And, and you jumped out to become a photographer, then you realised, well, this is going to work together as a... No, actually, Marius was still studying. You, you were still doing PhD in psychology. Yeah, but I, I was the first to start photography, but that was like yeah. in 2005. Yeah. And uh, I did that for a bit, but then I thought, you know, photography was a bit shallow and uh, I, I wanted to do something a bit more meaningful. So sure. I kind of always wanted to do either psychiatry or psychology. Yeah. So I just quit photography. I quit photography at least like 97 times in my life uh, already. But uh, yeah, so I, I, I kind of started doing uh, psychology and then uh, you got that but bias. I, yeah, I just got into photography because of Marius, because he was so passionate about it, but he never did it. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, by exploring photography, I just felt myself and uh, for, for quite a few years I worked in the magazine and then, but somehow I decided that I just wanted to try by myself. I wanted mm -hmm. to try what it is, you know, to be there. and. Uh, and uh, I think when we opened scene seven, well, when we came up with the name scene seven, and you know, when I decided to be by myself scene seven, you joined me kind of in maybe in six months time, because you saw that maybe together we could actually, you know, produce bigger projects, produce like... It was more like, uh, you know, I was doing psychology, but I couldn't live without, you know, photography. Yeah. I just had to see it, you know, you see the ads and they, you hate them, they could be done better and... Uh, it's just constantly on your mind and I think I was just helping you a little bit and then a little bit more and then it became like... Uh, and, the, and, and was there enough work first, you know, like, um, you know, obviously stepping out on your own, it can be quite scary. Uh, it was very easy. In the first year we made like £5,000 for, for, <laughs> for two people, uh, so that was yeah, like great. Super, super noodles for dinner. Yeah, and I think we had an employee yeah. as well. And it's obviously quite challenging at that point because if you're, you know, if you've been a creative and you've, you've been... In, employed maybe or you know and you've just been doing the creative part but suddenly you've got the creativity to do and you've got to find the business and you've got to manage that and figure out tax and all these things did you did you find that came naturally to you um, I think it was very scary at the beginning because obviously then you stop having the monthly wage coming to yeah. your bank account you like you really feel like the adrenaline kicks in and and then you feel like right, I actually have to go and try to find that type of job that would pay the bill. And uh, it was like first year, I think it was definitely the hardest year in general. And thank God I got a job in John Moore's University. And it was fantastic salary at that time. Uh, and, uh, but then I found amazing students and we thought she would be perfect for scene seven. Yeah. So she could go and promote scene seven, you know, she could help us to get new clients, she could work on social media and everything. So first year, basically, I worked in, in university. I paid, well, I got salary for, for, for myself and from the same salary we used to pay to, um, yeah. to our employee. Yeah. <laughs> so it didn't come here. So it wasn't working too? But because no, we burned all our savings, everything. Yeah. And at one point, we just realized that we still had that employee and we kind of made our projections and we realized like in in half a month we'll just go below zero you know and no more savings uh, no more money coming in from so anywhere so, so. so what did you do to change that around how did you you know um go and find work did you did you just take anything that came to you or no did you have a very specific no 
I think what we didn't do, we never took the work that we didn't want. Yeah, I and think we, we never were bluffing all the time, you know, because whenever, you know, somebody approached you and they, they would be, can you do this for this amount yeah. of money? And we would be, no, we're much, you know, better than that. <laughs> and we, you know, no money no, at we, all, but yeah. still we had to create that uh, kind of... Uh, Brand image. Yeah, yeah exactly. And, uh, image that but I think, we, again, like in, a, in, in the first year, we, we did a lot of uh, personal shoots, yeah. like personal projects, personal, personal stuff that would attract people. Yeah. But they would see like, okay, actually those guys, we can make something. Yeah. And, you know, we would approach many different, like, I, I would do some social campaigns yeah. or some, some portraits of high profile yeah. people. And that would give us kind of uh, visibility and the, that magic is the thing that just works. It's, it's yeah. you know, you can call it luck, magic. It's that unpredictable thing that will happen to you. Because we, we, we knew it would be like really hard. And I don't think, uh, I wouldn't say that we never expected it to be that hard. Yeah. But as I always say, you know, we're Lithuanians like cockroaches, you know, we're like very <laughs> resilient. And uh, so you just know things are like really bad, but yeah. you somehow know that it's not the end, you yeah, know, you it, it, yeah, yeah, because yeah, I'm, you know, you just think, okay, we're honest, we're not just faking anything, yeah. you know, we're good, it just has to happen. Yeah. But at the same time, again, like I think the first two years, I used to go to every single networking event, like I would meet people, like I would constantly be like, non-stop meeting people, non-stop. I would always make connections, 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 connections. And I think again, like through that, maybe like first year, it didn't really bring any money. Like you said, like it was nothing. But I think through those connections, like people kind of, yeah, they started yeah. kind of noticing you. And in second year, you know, like yeah. someone needed more portraits or whatever, or some campaign doing, and then this is where we would, um, Kind of, um, yeah, because you learn that it's a mistake to think that you can meet someone and get a job. You know, there's always like a number of steps, and if you meet someone, you may get a job in in two years' time. Right, uh, so you can't rely on it, but uh, it yeah. will surprise you. Like, yeah. it, it's and, always okay. Like looking back now, um, you know, obviously now you've been running the business successfully for a number of years. You know, like if you could, you know, if someone's listening and they're starting out and they're struggling to find work. Going back to that beginning point, is there anything knowing what you know now that you might have done differently? I don't think so because I think when you start, you think you're like the biggest thing that will happen in life, you know, and, and you are so brave and everything. And then things happen and, yeah. you know, we don't go to the plan. But then again, it, we don't have to go to the plan because this is the thing you have to explore yourself. Sure. You have to make those mistakes to learn from those mistakes. Yeah. And uh, you wouldn't get to the point where you are now. Yeah you know, without making, I mean, without learning yourself. I think it's impossible to tell kind of a story how someone, what someone should do, yeah. because everyone should find a way. At the beginning, again, like we used to go to so many different business seminars, courses uh, and places, and people would tell you, you know, like you have to do this um, cash flow thing, you have to do the balance thing, you, you, you have to project, you have to write the business plan. I think what people forget, we are in very different fields. Like, uh, no, no, you know, creative, uh, creative, creative field is so, so different from like um, a retailer, for example. Yeah. And, you know, like you can't tell me that I have to write a business plan because it will not work for me. And that's how actually we came up with the book that we, you know, we, we published. And uh, we kind of, we, we, we thought like, 
how come that some people are so successful and some people are just, you know, like they, they're trying so hard and they're not yeah. successful. So this is the Superman book, isn't it? Yes, and, and um, yeah, because those courses didn't provide us with any answers, any information, and uh, it was a bit like here's a piece of software, but then you think you never ask me if I'm a Mac or a PC. You know, mm. you are giving me this, and there's nothing worse than having a puzzle with too many pieces. You know, and then uh, you think you're stupid because you can't put it together. It's because you have irrelevant information, and then you think they probably know better. I'll keep trying. You know, yeah, and that's yeah, yeah. so. Then we thought we'll just go and speak to the business leaders uh, ourselves, and we'll just compare how those like mega successful people uh, are different from kind of less successful people and uh, you know is so there how many people did you go out and interview uh, that's 33 in, this is 33 in 33. total we did 34 yeah. but and did you just sit down and create a list together how did that list come about like where did well all those people are somehow associated to the northwest and to, to liverpool because at that time yeah because we needed a reason to approach those people and yeah. it's not like oh I, I want this guy you know and that liverpool connection provided something mm. they they could you know connect with and when you tell someone they're successful yeah and then we realize listen to you <laughs> yeah and then we realized that there are so many interesting successful people then it makes no difference whether you know you go somewhere else to another country to find uh, you know well take anyone like CEO of Tesco you know mm -hmm. so I don't know Liverpool is not good enough I'll just go and find CEO of Asda instead or I'll go to the States and uh, find equally successful you know person yeah. as long as they are not connected to Liverpool you know yeah. so we just realized that it was like a good uh, reason to invite them yeah. and, and uh, they would feel like they're doing uh, something IFB. for the region and also at the, um, 2016, it was IAB International Business Festival, mm -hmm. and it's the biggest business festival in uh, in Europe, if I'm not mistaken. I think it's in the world. It's in, in, even like in the world, mm -hmm. that happens in Liverpool. And we thought it was very, very good kind of point where we will yeah. have a deadline and produce the book. And 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 funny enough, you know, even when we started that book, again, no one would tell you that in your business plan, you have to publish a book without no, having no. any money or any yeah. connections. So they, yeah, because that business course told us specifically not to publish this book. It's a stupid idea. It's not going to make any money. So you're just... It's, a, it's, a, it's an amazing idea, right? Because you've, you've now got connections of 33 very yeah, successful it, people. Yeah. You're taking their pictures, so you get portfolio, and then that web just... Yeah, and I think the point of this book is that it changed us as people. Uh, that you know, you cannot replace that with anything else. Uh, it's yeah. And was there one thing, like if I could ask, out of all the things that people said, what's the sort of biggest takeaway you had of, you know, you know, when you're interviewing people um, who are deemed as successful, like what what do you think were some of the criteria? I suppose that that. I think that's, 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 you know, that's, that's, that's me. That's in the book. Yeah, but, but also I think uh, there were many things that could not be put in words. It's, yeah. it's more about how they made you feel when you were there yeah, and sure. you just see yeah, why yeah, you would follow yeah. them uh, yeah. as, as leaders. Mm -hmm. And, you know, just simple things like, uh, without mentioning names, you know, some of them would call you two minutes before arriving just to say they were about to arrive. And uh, whereas... Somebody else would come 40 minutes late with a phone in their hands, and it's like, uh, you know, I'm, I'm much bigger than you, so it's okay if you wait. Let's let's begin now, type of thing. Yeah, sure. And sure. Uh, you you know you know why some yeah, of them yeah. there. Yeah, <laughs> and, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, that's fantastic. But yeah, but basically the book kind of really changed us as people and mm -hmm. uh, gave a lot of confidence and everything. And I think 
since publishing our work, obviously our, our name became a bit more known and, uh, and I think this is where, I think after like three years where we really, really started kind of building our brand as Scene 7. Mm -hmm. and, and, and you know, like what is Scene 7? It's like, like you said, it's, it's us, it's people. Like it, we hate working for people. We love working with people. Mm -hmm. And I think this is our main approach now. We are not business, yes, we are business, but we are not business. We are like, you know, but like you always say, we are people with dreams and we work yeah. with people who have as well like ambitions, we have yeah. dreams, we and have they, If they coincide, then uh, anything is possible and yeah. that's just, you know... It's and just like, I think it just became that we are just that, that tool that we could help you yeah. to kind of express what you have to express and you, what, what, whoever you are. Yeah. If you need like a creative portrait and you know, like we could make something more magical that people would notice you or... Yeah. You could create like a campaign would help you to sell your product and uh, yeah. but I think that again that takes time it's 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 impossible like you always say no one has access to to creativity yeah like nobody has privileged access to creativity and uh, yeah, yeah you, you can be you can be you know like a chief executive creative for for the biggest company or you can be the intern and equally you have the same opportunities to get... Uh, in other words... Uh, yeah, none of us are Superman. <laughs> yeah. no, but I think another, just going back to the book, another important point is that you talk to them and nobody really knows how things work and this is where you get confidence from. It's yeah. knowing that it's okay not to know how things work. And uh, in most cases you probably have everything you need to have, but we keep thinking that oh, something is missing, uh, there's something around the corner that yeah. You know, if I if I knew this or if I had that, then things would change. But it's not the case. It's there already. But we spend too much time looking for that answer, which is not there, and yes. uh, keep trying to fit those irrelevant pieces of you know puzzle. Yeah. So uh, I suppose in a you know a really short amount of time. So in five years, you've grown to be a really successful um, you know photography agency now, and you know you've worked with brands and people that you know a lot of photographers would dream. To do. I suppose a lot of people would think, how do you end up working with Jimmy Choo? How do you, you know, how do you work with these brands and people? And um, I suppose, is there anything you think that's made you guys more successful? That these brands and people now have real confidence in you? Um, is there anything you can pinpoint that you, you know you feel that you maybe do differently, um, or that's, that's brought you this success that you now have? I have a feeling one of the reasons is that we are. You know, together there are two of us, and uh, you know we kind of often meet other creatives, and you see they are stuck uh, wherever they are stuck, but it's because they don't have that kind of support network mm -hmm. to some extent, and they get stuck with simple things like their price is way too low for them to you know go higher, but they don't have confidence to you know kind of ask for more, and you know they get stuck in kind of small yeah. things like this it's and, nice having uh, someone to buy and with us we yeah. constantly yeah. you know push each other challenge each other to kind of look for something a bit higher and yeah. uh, because it's not like you know like we don't really see I mean it's always it's it's obviously it's amazing when someone comes to you and thinks like you are like very kind of uh, something you're doing something big and amazing and you you know like you have a big brand or whatever it's incredible to hear, but I think in our, we never see that way. Yeah. We never we see that we are, you know. 10% of our capacity. Exactly, and you always think like, no, do you think that? I'm, 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 yeah, no. sometimes it annoys you, you know, like, is this success? This is not success. This is not a success, you know, because it is If you so knew the thing in my mind, yeah. you know, like, this what? 
Yeah, because I think I think when we have those really really huge ambitions and and you know like dreams, whatever you want to call them, yeah. and then you compare where you are now, it's nothing. It's yeah. nothing always. to where you yeah, want to we, be. Yeah, because we you always feel uh, at zero because that zero keeps changing yeah. and uh, you know every day is like ah oh, this is shit. You know every day is the same. It's all bad. You you yeah. at the same time you know that you've moved a little bit, uh, but but still yeah. you know your reference points moves with you and. Uh, you're constantly, uh, yeah. But just to come back to your question about, you know, how to kind of, how to get into, like, I mean, like, I think um, sometimes, again, there is no way how to get to some places unless you will make the opportunities for yourself. Yeah. People think that we just, you know, those opportunities come. Yeah. They don't come. No, you have to go outside and you have to find those opportunities. If there are yeah, because no we never, never had any jobs that came from people finding our website or Twitter or social media. It was always a network of people, you know, just passing uh, details to one another. And uh, that's the funny thing. It doesn't matter where you are because uh, we, we still sleep in Liverpool, but now we don't really shoot. And anything in Liverpool, you know, yeah, but yeah. but our our roots kind of started in Liverpool, and this yeah. is where the tree started growing, and it's all thanks to Vic, because I'm a kind of pathological introvert. So, you know, for me, going and meeting people, yeah, I, I just you know can't go and meet people, and that's yeah. So, yeah. and and in terms of um, I suppose like day to day roles now, you know, how, how does the split work? Like, I'm quite interested to know. I suppose like a new client comes to you and um, you know, do, do you form a brief with them? Do they bring you a brief? And then from there, you know, how, how do you come up with ideas? How, how are you picking, like, how are you choosing art direction? How are you, you know, like just interested to hear, I suppose, how, how that process works for you guys and, and, and who does what? Well, she seduces people. I, I, char I charm them and then... Uh, and then we work together, yeah? Yeah, because normally you bring uh, the clients, then, uh, then my emails. Uh, <laughs> so this is where you kind of... No, it's, them. It's, it's, it's true. But yeah, but then you kind of understand if they have their own ideas or they need uh, someone to help. Mm -hmm. If they need someone to help, then I usually uh, you know, step in and I kind of help them understand what they are. But sometimes people don't know the language, do they? they don't yeah, trying, they know what they're trying yeah. to maybe get to, but can't describe it. And yeah, they, they have a dream, but how does it translate into something yeah. uh, you can show, you know, to yeah. others? And then we are, you know, my kind of goal is to understand how that could become something visual with the amount of money they have. And yeah. and because uh, I think it's it's quite interesting because you know, I think obviously maybe you are more from psychology side, like you know he can kind of see things, and myself I am more like. He emotions means a good, good, good negotiator. <laughs> yeah, but I, I, because like you know, like you always have so many questions, you always send yeah. so many questions to the clients, and you kind of you always challenging them, and um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and then the story. Say, yeah, sorry. That's no, all right. That's all right. Um, so you were telling me earlier on you've got another book planned. Um, Want to tell me a little bit about that? It was quite interesting. Right. Actually, both of us are planning because, again, this is another thing. Like now, we feel like we have to get out of our comfort zone again, at least me, and you know, to do something else. And uh... yeah, and 
this is related to roles as well because we don't really have roles because we dropped that idea kind of long time ago it, it comes back to that nobody has privileged access to creativity yeah. so you know roles kind of uh, put some constraints on you so now we just basically do whatever we want whatever we are best at and because yeah. uh, it's a dynamic process you always see you know it's like talking here you know she looks at me and I know she wants me to kind of oh continue God. continue you know and yeah. then I look at her and she knows so it's it's the same you know yeah. it's not like she had a role uh, yeah, to no. tell you things specific to yeah. one thing but yeah because this, you know, that next book is basically something that's like really interesting to me. It's yeah. it's the thing I would really love to do, and this is why I'm doing it. So mm -hmm. it doesn't really have like a specific marketing purpose or anything. Sure. It will work, you know, when yeah. we have it. Because what's uh, the concept for the book? Just for because uh, just from psychology, you yeah. know, kind of point of view. Because I'm still interested in how things work and why things don't work. And uh, so this book is about why books don't really work <laughs> type of thing because if you think about it it's 2019 we never had more knowledge about business uh, we have nobel winning uh, researchers professors and business leaders writing books and in the same year we had the re record number of companies going into administration why it's, it's not because they don't read the books that have all that knowledge you know but where's the where where do things misalign why why doesn't this work you know uh, so I just became really interested in that, and then I started kind of uh, writing about it, and then I, and then uh, we thought it would be good to invite uh, you know FTSE CEOs, uh, FTSE 100 uh, CEOs, to to kind of contribute. And uh, so, so yeah, but Marius is writing the book, and I'm developing the style for the portraits because it yeah. will be like a new style for those portraits. Yeah. And to some extent, you have uh, like. You are developing the portraits, thinking about Time magazine, yeah, you know, because because they're high-profile people, and mm -hmm. Time magazines need covers, uh, so we need certain style to be noticed. But these yeah. people are high, you know, profile enough for them to pay attention, and so it's like. Uh, it's not why you are doing this, but you can see how this will yeah, work. Exactly. And, uh, that's, and that's the point about business plan, you know, where when people yeah, exactly. tell us you need to write a business plan. Well, well that is a business plan. It's a feeling, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a feeling in yeah. you, but that business yeah. plan needs to change every day because the world yeah. changes every day. And, uh, you know. and so, you know, portraiture photographer, photography, is that the main thing you guys do now? Is that, you know, the bulk of the work or, you know? Product. I know you do a bit of product stuff. Um, you know, do you like the balance of everything, or you know? No, I think well, mainly it's people. I oh. love people, and you know, like I think it's it's incredible to photograph people. You you are so privileged to be in front of the people and to get the emo emotions kind of captured. That I think it's it's phenomenal thing. I think there is no other other, other um, uh, field that you know yeah. you can be anyone you want to be but as a photographer I'm just so close next yeah. to you and I have so little time and you have to you yeah. know trust me to get the best we can and I think it's incredible to uh, do portraits when you take pictures of photographer of people right uh, you know people often freeze up in front of you and often time is very short you know mm -hmm. uh, especially when you're you know meeting, you know people the type of people you're meeting I suppose have you got any tips for any photographers listening um, for you know how you relax people, um, how you get that rapport and how you get the best out of someone so that you can see the kind of 
true human under, you know, I, I think people don't freeze up. They? No, yeah, no, no, I think, I think, I think the most important thing for, for me is like, you know, when people come, I don't think, you know, like even here we, we are talking, but this is, this is awkward to talk. This is not natural to talk. And I think people are afraid to acknowledge that, to, to not acknowledge that, acknowledge that. And, um, but that's so normal. The same is in photography. When someone comes, to you, like, or you, you go to somebody, whatever. You always have to acknowledge that, that actually it's awkward to be in front of the camera. And it's okay, because it's not everyone Kate Moss, you know, yeah, not yeah. everyone is David Gandhi who will come and just do whoever, whatever you want them to yeah. do. But I think as long as you have this conversation and people know that you are aware of that, that's fine. Yeah. And at the same time, I always like to say, you know, like, I have the skills, I have, I have everything to create a very, very strong, beautiful, iconic portrait, but mm -hmm. if you don't give me, if you don't trust me, yeah. I won't be able to do that. So it's like two ways um, creation, it's like you say, it's like a poetry, you know, like you just, it's like you have to no, just Nothing is ever together. fixed and nothing can ever be planned, it's, it's uh, yeah, two-way thing, but also I think, you know, there are individual differences and you are like very good with people and uh, it becomes a part of your style but you don't necessarily need to relax people you know because if you are a bit less sociable uh, it can be a part of your style as well you know what you capture in people because you yeah, to some extent you capture something real and natural about them if you if you feel a bit awkward and tense you know capturing that can be quite you know kind of intense portrait as well and that could be a part of it and I think you know, the worst thing is when uh, you're an introvert listening to an extrovert uh, thinking that you need to do this and oh, I will never be able to do that. And, but it's okay, you know, you, all your portraits can look depressed because you are depressed, you know, and that's, that's, that's your voice as well. So. Sure, sure. Um, and in terms of like your favorite person that you've photographed, is there anyone or any shoot that stands out to either of you or both of you? That you think that was just an amazing experience or something, you know, a great story or? I think, um, I don't know, it just came to, to, to my mind. I know like it was very long time ago and it's not because he is like Jimmy Choo, but it was for a magazine that we did um, a portrait for and um, we went there with, uh, with, with the editor of that magazine to the location where Jimmy Choo was supposed to come and, uh, and we were waiting, but Anyway, it was very like long wait, he was very late and we only had like a couple of minutes to photograph him. And uh, I just remember that, you know, he came and was everything amazing and... Uh, yeah, but uh, at first it wasn't even clear whether he was coming, we yeah. kind of wanted to cancel it and uh, we, the location was awful, you know, there was nothing there, you know, we just had to invent something. Yeah, we but, did like a set, like mini kind of set. Yeah, so, uh, you know, we just grabbed a couple of chairs and uh, we had yeah, this idea um, that, yeah, he'll, he'll be partially lying there and, mm -hmm. uh, you know, the shoes will be in the front because, you know, Jimmy Choo and shoes, yeah. la la la. This is the best we can do in the, in the settings. But then the biggest question was, you know, we only had a couple of minutes. What if he doesn't like the idea, you know, because they, they are not aware of what we want to do. Maybe, they, you know, they'll just go for this. Yeah. And, uh, you know, when Jimmy came, uh, big kind of approached him with a laptop and yeah but she's like uh, all over the place you know <laughs> as she usually is and uh, you you know I, I was stood there you know on the, on the yeah on the side and I could see that uh, 
you know, she wasn't even listening or, or paying attention to, you know, what they were thinking about the idea. She was just like, oh, this is, this will be like this, like this. And, and you could see that she wasn't sure, you know, about this. But she was like, yeah, come on, let's go. And, and she would just, you know, go, go with that. And, and then, you know, he would sit down and, and think like his PA and PR, because he had like quite a big team with him. You know, like we weren't sure about anything, but I didn't see anything of that. I was just too excited. <laughs> and you know, like I, I put him, like I kind of took his like legs. I, I, I just did like everything how I wanted to do. And he was like sitting there looking at me like, what is she doing with me kind of? And, um, and, and before, of course, and by the way, I do sometimes quite a lot of research about people that I will photograph. And yeah. it's not necessary, I know them. So that's yeah. why I have to kind of know something personal about them. And I think with him was that I spoke about Vogue. Uh, I, I, because before, he didn't know what was Vogue. And then Vogue approached him. Mm -hmm. he, um, yeah, when he was very young. Because uh, Vogue noticed him and they yeah. called him to, to say that they wanted to feature him. But back then, he said he didn't even know what the fe feature meant. You know, he, he thought they just wanted to steal his ideas. You know, so kind of he just said, uh, yeah. And so basically, yeah, but basically, when Vogue called called him, he refused to do anything. And you know, anyway, so you know, like I, I and I wanted to get some kind of expression from him, and, and I just remember saying, Jimmy, tell me, what did you tell to Vogue when 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 you called him? And he was kind of, you know, he really relaxed and he did something like, like, kind of Yeah, like, like a gun thing. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and we got the shot and then he said, who is she? <laughs> so I think we'll have to put this photo in the comments somewhere. So anyone that's listening, dig about and we'll have stuck it somewhere so that you can see it. But it was just really, really nice. I mean, like, it was quite interesting experience because, yeah. And those, by the way, those five minutes turned into like nearly an hour chat with him after that. Well, oh, fantastic. I think I can see the energy that <laughs> has come from that shoot. So you clearly, clearly enjoyed it. Um, now, I know photography, you know, being a photographer myself as well, um, is not about gear, but some people listening are probably interested, you what know. What do you mean it's not about gear? <laughs> the person behind the gear. But, you know, for some, you know, for some, you know, we've got a lot of creative people listening to this podcast or watching, and, you know, I'm sure they'd be interested to know, like, what do you guys shoot on? You know, what's your process in terms of, are you straight into light, Lightroom or are you retouching in Photoshop? Like what, you know, what does that process look like and you know, what, what gear are you shooting with? I can answer, I can answer. Okay, please go. <laughs> I, I think uh, the point about, it's not about the gear. Yeah. I think gear is also uh, important uh, emotionally. Because let's say, yeah, you're a photographer, but does it mean that uh, you'll shoot the same photos with uh, different cameras. You know, if you take uh, a film camera, take your phone and then take the usual camera you work with, you'll get three different uh, photos. Yeah. And I think you need to have some emotional yeah, connection yeah. to, to the gear, yeah. even if, you know, it's, it's yeah. sad, but uh, you need that yeah. kind of emotional connection. Yeah, but we shoot, uh, like mainly we shoot with Nikon uh, D850 and uh, if, you know, like if you shoot bigger campaigns, you'll just... Yeah, higher Hasselblad or whatever, and um, but we always shoot tethered uh, to a laptop, yeah. straight into Capture, uh, capture one. one, and uh, yeah, usually you apply some kind of filter because so you're seeing it live as you're shooting, yeah. so you're seeing it tethered. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. The, the clients yeah. always we always have yeah. that. So you've got that, that grading, color grading. Yeah, because the problem is that clients don't understand how the photos will change after that, and yeah. also you know you are not quite sure if it's a good idea for them to see how that 
changes. And that color grade makes a big difference, right? It does. Like that instantly it yeah. turns it from a, you know, looking through a window to yeah. like telling a paint, showing a painting yeah, exactly. or telling a story. Mm. You know, I always find that as well. Yeah. And in terms of the lighting, the again, like obviously you have some kind of brands that you love and uh, mm -hmm. like we love for photo. I think like again, like all our equipment that's only mm -hmm. by for photo and. Uh, and in terms of the retouching, we have a retouching team, okay. and uh, so. So it's not you guys. No, you don't do that. No, no. So. they don't do that. They actually, yeah. So. And are they where are they based? Are they based in the UK? Or? We have a couple of different people we yeah. work with, and uh, some in Lithuania and some in UK. Okay. And. Okay. Um, and you have specific people that are yes. good for people and skin. People that are good for oh, product sorry, no. or. <laughs> <laughs> yes and no. I think it's it's more like for different projects because yeah. again, like retouchers can have very different styles and uh, yeah, s like someone that would use more like for for portraits and some more for like com campaigns. Like uh, yeah. it could be very different yeah. projects for different people. Yeah, but we just didn't want to spend all that time at the computer. And, yeah. Uh, so retouchers do it much better anyway because they specialize in that. So yeah, why not? Sure, no, that makes yeah. sense and it frees you up to keep shooting yeah. all the time. Um, and it just, you know, gives us like enough, again, like more time to work on our own things like, you know, concepts and for mm -hmm. clients and uh, for inspiration for like working on your own kind of uh, mm -hmm. creative mind. Yeah, and in terms of just like sort of inspiration, so if you're working, if you're creating something for yourself or just if you're, you've got a brief and it's quite free in terms of style, where do you go for inspiration? And I know that's a difficult question, but is there, is there any sort of go-to moves? Like some people like to just, you know, go out into nature and, mm. you know, other people like to go into the city and see loads of things and other people go into the internet. Like where do you, where do you go? What do you do? I think for us it's a bit yeah. uh, a mix. I think like, a like if they, like directly where I would go, obviously like Pinterest, Instagram, this is kind of our daily thing. Like we know exactly what's happening in the world with every single campaign. With like, like generally we know pretty much what every big big photographer does like this is kind of this is what you know it's our yeah. breakfast basically yeah, yeah, and um, but I think a lot of inspiration come from like uh, talking to each other like yeah, you know we have poetry clubs in the morning so you know we just constantly talk and talk and talk and uh, out of that something is usually you know always something new comes out because the problem is that you know in your head you keep making the same dish you know and you overcook it and uh, you need some new ingredients basically so and any ingredients will work but another funny thing is that you know most of the answers are in your head already your creativity is there but it just takes time uh, for it to just come out it's yeah. just connecting something uh, but you cannot force it you know yeah. you just need to basically sit there is it yet no <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for example like recently we, we worked on on a personal project uh, with animals and um, with animal park mm -hmm. and for example like for for, um, for inspiration we looked a lot into in, in the portraits like in the portrait galleries mm -hmm. and in the paintings yeah. and um, yeah, like Garden of Eden theme mm -hmm. and uh, just kind of and you kind of took like small bits from there yeah. and you know like we created and, and that project was really really beautiful and amazing we had opportunity to be in one enclosure with seven wolves, which was, was quite scary. Wow. But it was, again, like those type of projects, they just make you feel so alive and just yeah. so, it was incredible. Project. That's a, 
a really great thing to, to, to shoot wolves, isn't it? Like, yeah. not, not an opportunity that many photographers will ever get. Yeah, but uh, it's not only like to shoot, but actually you make the, the wall set that like with, you know, like, yeah. like actually the wall set. Mm -hmm. And then a portrait that we took, uh, this girl, she looks after the wolves. So mm -hmm. she kind of, um, she's familiar with yeah, them. Because the project was about, you know, because one day animals will be, will go extinct. So, mm -hmm. uh, these photos will be like postcards to remind people about the connection they used to have with animals, <laughs> type of thing. Mm -hmm. And so they, you know, those connections are real because they work in those animal yeah. parks and uh, you know they have that real connection. And it was interesting to capture. You know, and was this a um, composite or was did you, you know was this something layered up or did you have to get this all right in one shot? Everything in one shot. Everything we one didn't. Shot. Yeah. yeah, we wanted to to make sure that everything would be you know as. As, as perfect as possible, even like for the wolves, to, to keep them in, in, in the same kind of like in the position where we wanted them to be, we put the... Um, squirty cheese, apparently. Wolves like squirty cheese. cheese. <laughs> My wife likes squirty cheese, yeah, I should tell her that. <laughs> so that's their, that's their thing, is it? That's how you keep them happy. Yeah, so. you would think that you would bring some meat and ham, you know, and uh, they'll be yours, but no. No, we didn't actually, yeah. We weren't interested in meat at all. And they were pretty tame, like kind of chilled, or was it? Event, at, like, at that time, yeah. They're quite big wolves, are they not? They're quite big things. I mean, intimidating, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it was, like, seriously, it was an incredible experience oh, okay. because it's not like every day yeah. you would feel that. Yeah, also, especially when it's a personal project, how often do you get a chance? It's not like you go to a big zoo and say, oh, can we do that? Oh, yeah, we can do that. Here's your risk assessment. Can you yeah. fill out the form, the form, you know? So have you brought squeezy cheese tick? Yeah. <laughs> So um, I suppose, um, kind of sort of wrapping up, final question, I suppose like someone now starting out wanting to do exactly, you know, what you guys do, you know, you, you, if, to me it feels like you're kind of living the dream of like what you, what you've set out to do and you're doing it for the brands, the people and you seem to be in a very happy place, which is really nice to see. Someone now starting out, um, what's the one piece of advice you each would give um, to that, that person? I think it's not quite advice, but we meet many young people starting out and we can uh, tell who will be successful and uh, who will not be successful. And that difference is how willing they are to, you know, do their own personal projects or sometimes, uh, you know, kind of do a little bit more that, than required from them. And you can see that so easily. And, uh, and I think uh, those people who put all their heart into it uh, have everything they need to know already. I know they will still be looking for the answers, like for secrets, and uh, we all did, and we all think that something must be out there. But I think uh, you know you cannot do, you cannot be successful with that without a couple of things, you know, time, and then just you know a lot of uh, hard work. So yeah, and I think from like I always think that there is always a way. I, I just I have this kind of you know this mantra in my head like all my life there is always the way. I know like it sounds I, I hate I hate that saying believe in yourself. I, I really really hate that. It's, I think it's just such cliche and such bullshit. It's just. It's not like you have to believe in yourself. Of course, if you're doing that, you are already believing in yourself. Otherwise, you wouldn't do it. But I just, I think you have to just, just to go and, and take it. That's yeah. it. There is, there is no other Yeah, don't do rely it. on things that you know, because all the answers are in the things that you don't know. And I think the only way to experience them is just to open yourself to that experience. And it's mega scary and you can never grow out of it. 
and uh, you know it's not about age it's not yeah. like uh, when you get older you suddenly understand how things work but it, it never changes you're always uh, scared that what if next month we will not get those jobs and things will go sideways it's it's always going to be a part of it and i think uh, it takes time to understand that you will never feel safe and it's okay this is why we're in it and uh, i think i think even like you know i think every single every company has the same thing like you know like i think we always think what if yeah. but that what if is always fine yeah, it could be that positive what if you know yeah because yeah, exactly. yeah, like small things like the way uh, you met uh, this um, uh, what's his name uh, from that creative agency yeah, you just saw somebody on the street. You just recognized, oh. uh, yeah, his face, and uh, you jumped on him like uh, yeah, basically, wild. And like how very, scary very is quick, that? Okay, very quick story. Again, like I, I was obsessed with Sir um, uh, John Haggerty. John, John I was just obsessed with him. Like I, I read his like not his book, but books about him, mm -hmm. about like you know how he started the advertising kind of thing, and obviously because of him, advertising started. And I just really wanted to meet him, but I felt like it's impossible to meet someone like him. They pay a lot of money for him to come to conferences to speak. You know, you <laughs> yeah, have to pay a lot of money yeah, to see him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And one day, just by accident, again, like it was so many different kind of events on that day that happened and something was canceled. Like it just mm -hmm. basically that I ended up being in that place, in that street where I walked and I saw someone coming towards me. And I thought, oh, that guy, he is like an actor. Like, you know, I recognized uh -huh. him. And then he walked, like he passed. And I thought, oh my God, <laughs> oh my God, it was John. But I realized that when he was about 20 meters away from uh -huh. me, I left my friend. I said, just wait here. I turned around and I was running like crazy in Soho, <laughs> shouting, John, John. <laughs> and people like, crazy person there. And like he didn't pay attention to me, and I was like, John, John. Anyway, I kind of jumped on him, like, John. He's, he looked at me and he was like, with that type of face. Cautious. <laughs> what do you want? And I was like, oh my God, this and that. I told him like, you know, how much I love him. And he invited me for a meeting and um, I met him for a couple of hours. We had a chat like in his office and everything. It was two years ago. And um, and yes, and it just again. Yeah, like but that changed a lot. The whole discussion with him about photography and image making, the difference. And uh, actually, when I left his about. office, I was very upset. I I nearly cried, and I thought I'm going to quit photography. Actually, but no, he was he was actually also like one of those people who very who constructive turned, and, uh, and who turned the point of what like the way we see photography now. Oh. And uh, and I recently emailed him actually saying thank you for that and uh, hopefully I'll meet him quite yeah. soon again and yeah but the point was that 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 moment was so scary you know approaching yeah. someone and just uh, being all vulnerable and uh, knowing that they'll reject you but without small opportunities like that you know you either take it or you leave it and uh, yeah. yeah I like it well I could literally sit and talk for the rest thank, of the thank evening you for coming, uh, <laughs> Um, so thanks so much for coming all the way up here. Um, it's been an absolute pleasure, um, and you know I love seeing your work and I love seeing you guys. So um, if you are listening, 
um, and you like what you're hearing and would love to support the podcast, we'd love you if you could rate us or review us and help us get the word out. Um, and make sure you jump over to the Saint 7 website. Uh, your domain is? Saint7.com. Very easy, very easy. But it's um, not same as 7, it's same. Same, S-A-N-E, Saint 7. Uh, and so if you've been listening on Spotify or Google Podcasts, you can also watch the full episode on YouTube. Um, we have a new um, version, uh, sorry, a new episode coming out the first Monday, Keenan's not right, the last Monday of every month. Um, thanks and see ya. Thank you. Cheers, thank you, guys. Thank you. <laughs> Oh my god, that's so scary.